0: on Maynard.com.au Hi, this is David Hodo having breakfast with Maynard and JJJ from the village people.
1: (laughs) Maybe we can do this again.
0: (laughs) Hey, aren't you a construction worker? (laughs) Yeah, with my underpants on my head too.
2: The people had an occasion to see the village people performing and to to appreciate the characters of those six crazy guys on stage. It's really where we we started to explode.
1: The the live show is one of the best... uh, it's uh, one of the best live shows of two days in the well
3: David, uh, the construction worker, comes out of a train or a bathroom. And, uh, well, fixing his pants, <laughs> sort of. And uh, he comes to the front. And then Randy comes out of uh, some swinging doors, like a saloon. He stumbles out of the saloon. And uh, next comes Alex, who rides uh, his Jeep across. Who tried to cross on his Jeep? <laughs> Thank you, Alex. <laughs> and uh, next comes Glenn, the leather man, who does a nice little uh, routine with his whip. I don't know what he means by that, but... Uh... And then comes Felipe, who comes out of the teepee and starts a lot of trouble. <laughs> and they all kind of start surrounding and fighting with uh, Felipe. And then I have to come out to stop everything because I'm a policeman, right? I have to keep law and order and uh, I ride across on a motorcycle, sort of.
1: Love weekend! Are we ready for the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. Can I count it off? One, two, one, two, three.
3: said to me that the village people stage show is mimed what would you say to that (laughs) uh well if they think so tell me to give me a call the morning after and listen to my voice and hear how deep my voice is and how tired i am no not at all i mean not at all those guys are dancing and kicking and singing and i mean hard really (laughs) it's really hard and it's really rough and it's Believe me, it's too live. (laughs) Believe me.
0: I was working in a show that was coming on to Broadway and closed out of town. It was a turkey. And um, I needed a week's unemployment to settle down for the winter on an unemployment claim. And got out the trade papers and there was nothing going on. And saw this strange ad for a disco group. And they wanted three, they needed three guys at the time. They needed a, a construction worker, a leather man, and a cowboy. And the one requirement was that they had to have a mustache. So um, having grown one for this show that I was doing, which was a country (laughs) western show, I said, well, why not? Uh, My mustache is as good as anybody else's. And I went to this job with no intention of keeping it. And um, I was only going to keep it for a week and decided, well, I'm having a a great deal of fun. So I'll just kind of stick on here for another week or so. So here I am, it's two and a half years later and I haven't gotten that unemployment claim yet.
4: little places <laughs> what you are witnessing this evening is about an hour an hour and a half or so of play. you're gonna have to go home this evening and finish it off because we got a headache tonight but i can guarantee you one thing if we don't do anything else tonight we're gonna make you hard let me finish appearing we're partially deaf ourselves but known to feel out entire conversations, if you know what I mean. Well, enough of the clever banter. Let's get to why you're here. Now behind me, you see five, all right, six, good reasons why sex, drugs, and rock and roll are not the answer. These are my brothers. I'm going to introduce them to you from left to right, OK? All right, soldier now here's a scene that's tried and true a uniform always do basic training he don't need the hunger And man will prove to you Do. If you can't find the one for you, then step right up and pay the price. Oh, baby. So the hot cop could be real nice. But he's got five stars. And behind him, too, he's a captain man's crew. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet me.
1: on a little trip. (laughs) Does anybody wanna go on a trip? Well, some of you might be tripping already, but uh, hey, but we wanna take you elsewhere, okay? We're gonna leave wonderful Sydney and take a trip to San Francisco. Oh, yeah, you and you've been to San Francisco. I guess it's all right for us to go then. Can I count it off? Greg, here we go. One, two, one, two, three.
2: Well, I was working before getting into Village People, I was working with a jazz flautist named Bobby Humphrey, um, who had an album out at the time called Tailor Made, and I was going around the United States touring with her doing television and live performance. And one night I met a friend of mine, Victor Willis, who was the former lead singer of the group, and he told me about Village People, and he asked me was I interested in joining a group. And that was one of my goals after coming out of college, to join you know, a group at one point in my musical career. So I figured, what better chance than now, you know? Um, so he told me about the audition, and um, he called me up one day and asked me if I was interested. He said, if you are, you've got the job. So I told him, sure. I've done quite a bit in music as far as nightclub work and uh, off-Broadway stuff and studio work. Um, I think the last thing I'd probably like to do would uh, <laughs> be a classical recitalist. I studied classically as a baritone, and uh, I did concerts for two years prior to joining the Village People. And I'll probably go back to that maybe in another five or ten years. Well, I studied classically for about five years, and I've done just about everything from gospel to opera. Um, I've been in professional opera companies, I've done classical recitals on my own, I've done studio work, I've done uh, one-man Broadway show, you know, uh, nightclub acts, rather. Um, I've done quite a few things, you know, experience, along with being uh, a gospel singer myself and recording gospel and all. So I've, I've had my, a taste of just about it all, and I'd like to go back to that, I think. You know, Alex, just one last
3: thing. Is there any sort of One Village People track that just gives you that extra special buzz when you do it on the stage? What's it feel like to introduce a number one record, which it will be probably within about three weeks, before it's even been released? What's it feel like when you're up there?
0: Well, I (laughs) hope so. Um, It's exciting to see the audience getting off on the song. Um, It is the the title song from our movie, and um, we're very proud of it. Uh, Can't Stop the Music has has a nice message to it, I think, and especially in the, the time right now where well, with the Ayatollah forbidding music in his country. And um, I think there's a lot more meaning to it than uh, meets the eye or ear, I should say. The original title of the movie was Disco Land, where the music never ends was how it started. And um, we hated the title from the beginning. We said, it sounds like Disneyland. It sounds like an amusement park. And it's not a disco movie in any way, shape or form. So we were recording this song, Disco Land, Disco Land, where the music never ends, and, and we hated it. We just said, oh no, this is terrible. And so Jacques noticed the look on our faces, and he says, this song is no good, is it? And we said, no. He said, neither is the title. And so from there, from that session, we changed the title of the movie to Can't Stop the Music, and then Jacques wrote this fabulous song.
1: Everyone you meet we <laughs>